0: Pakistan's parliament has given a green signal to its military to continue negotiations with the Rika Taliban Pakistan. Earlier Pakistan's Interior Minister gave a statement saying that there will be no compromise on the reversal of the merger and the withdrawal of troops from the Federally Administered Kremlin areas. A demand that DTP had put forth during a round of talks. The statement given by Pakistan's Interior Minister had, however, received a severe reaction from TTP, and it is threatening to continue attacks against Pakistan if it backs out or ends negotiation. Sorry. I'm an independent analyst based in Pakistan. In the next few minutes, I will be breaking out the pros and the cons of the negotiations taking place between Pakistan and the TTP, and what the potential outcome could be if these talks fail once again. Pakistan has been fighting TTP for years, and the group is responsible for some of the deadliest attacks in the country. One of the attacks includes the AP incident, after which Pakistan began full-scale military operation against TTP. The group was forced into fleeing and hiding but started to launch attacks after regrouping from Afghanistan and this has made Pakistan consider the option of negotiations. The current round of talks between Pakistan and TTP are a part of 2 prompt strategy. First, offering the TTP an option for peaceful surrender by willing to address the group's concern and release some of the prisoners. Two, by dividing the factions of the TTP to use them as leverage against each other. Forcing the fractions to dissociate from the TTP, making it easier for the state to tackle. This gives Pakistan the advantage to secure and narrow down its threats in northwest and maintain peace and control in Fata. But there's a flip side to the negotiations as well. The ceasefire between TTP and Pakistan has often been called off for TTP targeting Pakistani troops. Any settlement on Fata would mean lesser military presence and an overrule of the state's laws in the tribal away this could also enable the Afghan Taliban to intervene and take benefit of harboring the TTP during the military operations against them in Pakistan. The attacks by TTP take a heavy toll in Pakistan's military, and this is a cycle that troubles most of the public, the majority of whom are against such strikes by TTP. The current government is also not in a position to handle any wave of attacks from any terrorist organization, including the TTP. Hence, their best bet at the moment is to keep the negotiations calm, but the Taliban's takeover in Afghanistan has become an ideological drive for TTP to seek a separate tribal bed for itself in Pakistan, which is why it seeks reversal of water merger, and this is where Pakistan draws the line. Hence, the coming days will be crucial for Pakistan regarding the developments. Regardless, TTP remains a threat to Pakistan as the group tends to take the same leniency towards them as a sign of weakness. If this stick and current approach works, it may be a win for Pakistan's military, and the peace there will become a legacy credit to the current army chief. But if it backfires, it seems to be a calculated risk that Pakistan is willing to take. The sole consequences of the rejection of the peace deal offered by Pakistan would lie with TTP alone and will become a justification for more attacks on the group inside and outside of Pakistan. Now I'm joined by Adam Weinstein. He's a US based analyst who focuses on South Asia. Over to
1: you, Adam. Hey, thank you, Aisha. Basically, what I'd add is that, look, past negotiations with the TTP have produced short-term agreements that have ultimately failed. So you have these ceasefires that you know work out for a little bit, but TTP reorganizes because they're more ideological than pragmatic, I'd argue. I'd probably also add, um, There might be some folks in in Europe or the the United States who see this as as a Pakistan's problem, not to not for their concern. But I I think that if the TTP manages to destabilize Pakistan, I don't mean in any existential kind of way, but by, you know, causing violence to rise in the cities or targeting, uh, continuing to target the security forces, that is a a real problem and an unstable problem. Pakistan isn't good for anyone. Uh, neither is an unstable Afghanistan. So uh, the Taliban are acting as the Afghan Taliban are acting as interlocutors since at the end of the day, uh, the TTP uh, is has pledged allegiance to them. But that also limits the extent to which the uh, Afghan Taliban can truly act as mediators. So I guess the question I have For you, Ayesha, you you know you lived through, were you? You were in Pakistan during the APS attack and the rise in violence we saw in the 2010s. Are you worried that there's a return to that era, potentially?
2: Well, most of us are worried, yes. And this is one of the reasons why uh, most of us are against the negotiations taking place. But I think, like I mentioned before, the state has a certain leverage against TTP, and this is why they're making sure that negotiations go through.
1: So do you think uh, the state is doing these negotiations to sort of kick the can down the road and see how things pan out in Afghanistan with the Afghan Taliban and then see what leverage they have over the TTP? Or do you think they genuinely think they can get a long-lasting agreement?
2: I think there's an understanding that there is a chance of agreement. Uh, obviously, we don't have the full details to discuss that, uh, but I think they uh, they have certain leverage against DTP and Taliban, Afghan uh, Taliban as well. So this is why they're like pushing for negotiations. But I think you know Taliban, Afghan Taliban, on the other hand, have a lesser leverage against Pakistan, and they uh, have to help Pakistan
0: with the DTP issue.